Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to Mind, Body, and Business, a podcast that explores topics, perspectives, and actionable insight for a strong mind and healthy body, along with empowering conversations to help you handle your business. I'm your host, Maria Moore, and in this episode, I am going to be reviewing the reasons why it is so hard to keep weight off after you've lost it. And sometimes we find the weight that we have lost. So details on why this can be difficult and things that you can do to stay on the right track. Also got a really interesting question, not a very common question from a mind, body, and business listener on Instagram. And she wants to know how to gain weight, not just because she wants a bigger booty, thicker thighs, but her doctor advised her that she needed to gain some weight to be healthier. So definitely looking forward to providing some strategies on that. So let's get the conversation started. And we'll begin with the mind, body and business check in. So since my last episode, I got into a car accident, y'all. Just got back from that huge amusement park in Orlando took a little mini vacation with kids and uh, was on my way to work early in the morning to do the morning show sitting at a red light and this guy just hit me from behind so that derailed a lot of things that I had planned to do um, over these past two weeks and I had a little bit of whiplash and I'm actually going to be going to physical therapy and getting some chiropractic adjustments as a result of that accident. But you know, that accident gave me a whole lot of perspective because not being able to exercise these last couple of weeks has really magnified my gratitude for my body and the ability to move my body when I want to and at the intensity I want to move it. Um, But I am grateful that these past two weeks has caused me to slow down, to rest a little bit, to evaluate other things in my life and so that's what I'm doing for my mind just evaluating things about two episodes ago I talked about simplifying your fitness journey and I'm not only trying to simplify my fitness journey I'm also trying to simplify my life overall so for me that means going through my closet and having maybe just two rolls of clothes and the things that I wear all the time Um, I had a great conversation with my therapist about attachment and she was talking about the teachings of Buddha and how Buddha says that attachment is the source of suffering. Like when you feel like you need to have something to thrive. Um, And I do think that we need love. We need relationships. We need genuine connections. But I'm trying to detach myself from needing things material things, validation on social media, stuff like that. So it's been a real eye opener for me. And this past Sunday was my first session, a therapy session in about a month. So definitely appreciate that refresher. I talk about therapy and kind of talking through your feelings and not being stuck inside of your thoughts. And when I observe what people struggle with, um, not just with their fitness journey, but just life, because life be life in, right? Um, people talk a lot about the mental struggles and self-acceptance, self-awareness, understanding their purpose, feeling motivated again, um, 
learning how to navigate difficult people or relationships or interactions. And, you know, I will scream this from the rooftops. One of the best things that you can do for your peace is to talk to a professional who understands how the brain works. So I know that therapy is not cheap, but if you are spending money on anything, um, especially if you're trying to lose weight and you can't keep it off and you're one of those people that you always signing up for this specialty class and this fad diet and this procedure and this surgery and you're not finding anything that sticks, you know, think about healing yourself from the inside out and trying to have a conversation with a licensed professional about how you're thinking and how you're feeling. I'm like really confident that You'll see huge strides um, in your physical, personal, professional, emotional journey um, if you choose that option. But just my opinion, just my recommendation, y'all. But yeah, mind, body and business. I'm focusing on my mind and getting myself at a place that feels like peace for me. And I encourage you to do the same. So if you're new to the podcast, I like to. Uh, You know, every now and then, not on every episode, because sometimes I have guests and we be rolling and I forget, I ain't gonna lie to talk about it in the episode, but to just check in with yourself once a week. How are you doing? How are you feeling? What goals did you set for yourself? Did you accomplish them? Did you fall short? Why? What's working? What's not working? Those weekly check-ins make a huge difference if you have a goal and are very intentional about achieving it. So whether you want to keep it private or share with me, what are you doing for your mind, body, and business? Of course, you can interact with me on social media, Facebook and Instagram at MBBpod. All right, so let's jump into this topic. I did a consolidated version of this on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I do the Mind, Body and Business segment every Friday at about 7.30 Eastern Standard Time, 6.30 Central Time. And uh, last week I did a topic on why it's so hard to keep weight off. Because let's be real, if you are determined and your mind is in a certain place, you're going to get that weight off, especially if you have a very specific reason. You know, your birthday is coming up, you're going on vacation, you just broke up and you're trying to prove a point. If you are determined, you're going to lose that weight. But what happens when those reasons go away or you lose motivation or you just find it very difficult to sustain those daily practices, those behaviors, those habits that allowed you to lose weight in the first place. And it's not uncommon for people to regain the weight they've lost. So I have three reasons why keeping weight off is so hard and what you can do about it. So the first one is you revert back to your old ways. I have been there and I've seen this happen with a lot of my clients You say, you know what? I need to lose this weight. My homegirl is getting married. I'm about to see all of my homies that I went to high school with. I ain't trying to show up at the beach sloppy, you know, wearing a hoodie or shawl, (laughs) having to cover myself up. And not just for body wise, but, you know, you probably are just really trying to prove a point to yourself. But oftentimes when we do this, we say, this is just an example. I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 60 days, which is realistic. You know, it's, it's kind of aggressive. But it's realistic or even further than that, because, you know, I don't like being a slave to the scale. I want to fit a size six or a size eight within the next 60 days. So that means, you know, weightlifting, cardio, eating healthy, getting good rest, drinking water, minding your business. That's a bonus right there. We set these goals and we give them deadlines. We look at it as a temporary sacrifice instead of 
a sustainable lifestyle change. And so in order to maintain weight loss, you have to continue to make healthy choices. Wrapping your mind around the idea that I'm not going to have fried foods for 60 days, but baby, day 61 is on and popping. No, you really have to wrap your mind around, I'm going to have fried foods every now and then. It's really not a part of my menu anymore. Actually saying that, especially if like fried chicken or fried shrimp or fried foods is something you love, that's just, that's kind of hard to accept. But you have to understand that keeping the weight off requires you to continue the habits and the daily routine and the practices that you put into place to actually lose that weight. So a solution that I suggest is to pace yourself and gradually introduce change over time. And this makes it much more sustainable. And, you know, I just want to put a little bit of perspective on this. This has happened to me and with many of the women that I have coached. And it just really bothers my heart when I have someone that I've worked with and I've seen them lose all of this weight. And then later on social media, you know, I just see them struggling because they've gained most of it back and they're trying to figure out how to get that magic um, back. And it's really honestly something that I've learned as a coach. I'm like, are my strategies too drastic? It's been eye-opening for me. And I think anybody who's a personal trainer or a coach and trying to help someone make a sustainable change in their life, you have to think, how can I help this person make this realistic every day, every week, every month, every year? And so that has been valuable data for me, you know, seeing some of my clients regain the weight and it's helped me reshape my fitness program and to focus more on habit change and less on deprivation. Going back to the whole perspective thing, putting some perspective on it, say that you lose 30 pounds in 60 days. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations. Bravo. That's a huge accomplishment. 30 pounds in 60 days, that means you're hitting the gym at least five days a week, probably eating pretty healthy most of the time. You're drinking your water and you're very intentional and you are in it. You are disciplined. But then say after that 60 days, you're like, okay, well, I need to go back to the old me. Um, You know, I want to turn up with my friends. I want to drink on the weekend. I don't want to work out five days a week anymore. And then that weight slowly starts creeping back. Most of the time, it doesn't slowly start creeping back. It creeps back really fast. And say the next 60 days, you gain that weight back. And then not only are you trying to lose the weight again, but you have this defeated mentality like, oh my gosh, why did I allow this to happen? This shame, this regret, this embarrassment for people to see you again because they saw you lose the weight and now you have the weight back again. You have these feelings of, you know, pseudo depression when you're trying on clothes, post weight loss clothes, and you can't fit them anymore. You may experience just one of these things or all of these things, but there are so many sides to gaining and losing weight that go beyond what our bodies look like. A lot of things happening on the inside. So instead of being aggressive and saying, okay, I'm only, I'm giving myself 60 days to lose 30 pounds. What if you gave yourself six months? to lose 30 pounds. That doesn't require extreme measure. If you are healthy and don't have any serious underlying medical conditions, you can pace yourself and lose 30 pounds in six months. So five pounds per month, depending on your starting point, that means, you know, you're going to have a treat meal once a week. You may necessarily not have to go to the gym five days a week. And you can practice intermittent fasting. 
and you can learn yourself. So you lose that 30 pounds in six months. And then as you go into your maintenance stage, it's easier to sustain that because you've given yourself time to understand what it takes to wake up early some days and exercise. You've given yourself time to explore exercises that you genuinely enjoy, that you are excited about doing. You don't have that sit in the parking lot depression because I've been there, pull up to the parking lot at the gym and sit there for like 10 minutes like, ooh, Maria, get yourself together and do these miles, you know? You get to a place of understanding food and how it impacts your body, how much food you need to get through a workout. You get to learn from your mistakes because you have more time. Maybe that second six months, you only lose an additional five to 10 pounds, but it's even easier. And by the end of the year, you about 40 pounds down, new person, a renewed outlook on life. And not only does this benefit you in the long run, you're inspiring people around you. Your loved ones, your family members, your kids, if you have any, they're looking at you like, wow, you did that. And you kept it off. And you're not on this emotional roller coaster and this physical roller coaster of losing and regaining weight. And before I wrap up this point about reverting back to your old habits and pacing yourself instead, gradually introducing that change over time, one other thing I want to point out is that time provides you with experience, experience produces wisdom. When you look at the example of losing 30 pounds in 60 days versus losing 30 pounds over six months, think about the mistakes, the experiences, the insight that you gain about yourself. And this is really important. And let me give you my personal example with me being in this car accident. I couldn't exercise for almost two weeks. And in the past, I would have continued to eat the way that I would eat if I was exercising. I might have been in my feelings And it would just be hard for me to adjust. That was prior to me having experiences because this is not the first time that I was unable to exercise for more than two weeks. I've had experiences through my pregnancies where I had to take some downtime. I've gone on vacations where, you know, I had limited resources and wasn't able to get it in like I wanted to. Um, I've had other injuries in the past where I just could not exercise Or just kind of going through things. When my dad passed away, I just was not motivated to move my body. But I knew how to adjust because of those experiences. So within 60 days, you may not go through hardships or challenges or having to make mental, emotional, physical adjustments because maybe you didn't experience any adversity within that specific 60 days that you were trying to lose weight. But what if a scenario pops up that did not exist within that 60 days that you lost weight and you're like, oh gosh, what do I do? What do I do? So when you look at pacing yourself over the six months, you're more likely to experience different things and learn how to adapt. You also rely more on habits and routine than you do your feelings because sometimes I don't feel like sending out a newsletter to promote my business. I don't feel like posting on social media. I don't feel like preparing my meals. I don't feel like exercising, right? Because it's just, you know, you're just not in the mood for whatever reason. And then what happens? We just don't do it because we don't feel like it. But when you rely on habits and you develop a routine, you're doing things that are good for you by default. Every morning I wake up and I stretch. It's just part of my routine. So I'm not relying on feelings, 
I have specific times that I teach classes. So in addition to me instructing others, it is my time to exercise. It's just a part of my routine. It has nothing to do with my feelings. But you develop this new type of behavior, this new mindset over time. Time produces experience. Experience gives you wisdom to better handle your problems. Fitness journey related problems, financial problems, relationship problems. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That's why I love talking to people who are older than me because they have experience which has bred wisdom. On to my second reason for why keeping weight off is so hard is because you lost weight for the wrong reasons. Most of us are guilty of the special occasion weight loss goal, you know, getting in shape for a birthday, vacation, or special events. For me, it was a bodybuilding competition. Totally the wrong reason to lose weight or even, you know, achieve this muscle body. I don't even know why I decided I wanted to do it. I think that I got caught up in the social media craze of black women doing bodybuilding competitions and I was getting older and I just admired their chiseled bodies. And then I thought to myself, can I do this? And I was already working out and lifting weights heavy and I really enjoyed it. So I was like, well, you know what? Let me push myself. But that pushing myself and being super motivated at the beginning turned into lots of deprivation from my favorite foods, sometimes exercising on an empty stomach, constantly comparing myself to other women in their bodies. And then when I finally did get on stage at a mere 105 pounds, that's little, little. I'm five foot two, 105 pounds back then so just to give you some perspective I weigh about 130 pounds now and people tell me that I look small at this size so you can imagine what I look like at 105 but I did get in shape I won my class I conquered the goal to get on stage but I think that people oftentimes look at bodybuilding as a way to transform their bodies but it really is a sport and I didn't respect it as a sport <laughs> you know I was like in and out this ain't for me um, but it was nice to try and explore and again going back to my previous point that through that time I gained experience and I became wise and it helped me understand what I really want from this fitness journey but I'm telling you the rebound from that was so hard. For about three months, I was in the cycle of working out all the time, you know, calorie deficit all the time, comparing myself to other women all the time. And so after the bodybuilding competition, I just did not know how to adjust. So for me, that looked like binge eating, not exercising for weeks at a time, um, not feeling motivated, really a huge shift in how I felt about lifting weights, which I really enjoyed before the bodybuilding competition. Like I woke up early and I went to CrossFit. And when I tell you I was lifting all of the heavy weight, I was so freaking strong. And this was after I had all four of my kids. But because I had to make such extreme changes to my routine, the way I ate and the way I trained while I was preparing for that bodybuilding competition, it was just really hard for me to adjust. And honestly, it took me about a year. 
Now, I remember after that bodybuilding competition, me and some good friends and a few family members went out to a restaurant to celebrate. I had an appetizer, a whole meal. And then one of my girlfriends brought me a half dozen uh, cupcakes and I ate all of them, y'all. Body dysmorphia, total identity crisis. It was just, I gained a lot of experience from that. And I'm not going to lie, you know, understanding how food works to achieve a specific goal of weight loss while simultaneously building muscle was huge for me in building my business. So I did gain wisdom there, but I also, more importantly, gained wisdom uh, and insight about myself, about my body and what I wanted for my fitness journey Without involving other people's opinions or comparing myself, I gained a better understanding. But the reason why I wasn't able to sustain that one is because I wasn't about that bodybuilding life and I really got in shape for the wrong reasons. Really, I didn't have a reason. So if you feel like you don't have a solid, genuine, pure reason to lose weight, Try to focus instead on the long-term benefits of getting in shape as motivation. I've shared in previous episodes on this podcast about my father passing away due to COVID complications back in January of 2021. And my dad was 80 years old and he was pushing and fighting and he was very intentional about not wanting to be on a ventilator, not being resuscitated. He was just really trying to thug it out and push through. My dad has always been like really independent. I want to do things on my own. At 80 years old, he was an entrepreneur. He had a business office and two employees. And I've just always seen him do things that he enjoyed. He was always on the go, exploring new things, traveled a lot in the Navy. And I think I get a lot of that energy, um, that genetic energy, that spirit from my dad. But one thing that made me really sad when I had to go to Nevada and wrap up all of his affairs is, you know, I went in his office and was going through his thing and he had a little notebook where he was keeping his blood pressure. Um, He was taking his blood pressure every day and it was really high. Um, I saw a lot of processed packaged foods. He would be working so much that sometimes he slept in the office. So there were like pillows and a blow up mattress there. And all of these things he was experiencing and I just wasn't aware of. And I'm not going to lie, you know, sometimes I feel, I'm using the word guilt because I can't think of a better word to describe it, but I just wish I was more aware and was able to give my father direction as his daughter and as a personal trainer who is aware of what lifestyle changes are required to be healthy at, you know, any age. But, you know, my dad, I knew he was going to do what he wanted to do anyway. But it was hard for me to see him endure additional suffering as a result of conditions that he developed because of his lifestyle. He smoked for a really long time. And even though he stopped smoking, his lungs weren't in good condition because he had smoked most of his life. And then he had type 2 diabetes. And then I found out he had early onset dementia. So all of these things played a role in his suffering as he was trying to push through the COVID. And one of the final things that we were trying to do to save him, because we would have promising moments and not so promising moments. And so one of the doctors suggested that we try dialysis. And as soon as they tried to start the dialysis, his blood pressure just dramatically dropped. They had to stop it. I know that he was experiencing those things because of lifestyle choices 
not just in his later years, but decisions that he made when he was in his 40s and in, even in his 20s. You know, you think about the habit and the addiction to nicotine and how long it took him to stop smoking cigarettes. And so when I think about reasons for staying in shape, not necessarily losing weight, let's just say staying in shape because not everybody's trying to lose weight. Sometimes it's good to maintain your weight or even gain weight to be healthier. The thing that's going to keep you grounded is a reason that's connected to your soul. And seeing my dad go through that made me realize that I don't want my family to go through that. I don't want to make bad decisions that are going to make me so sick that they have to watch me suffer. And I don't hold anything against my dad because of that. I feel like that was one of the final lessons that he was trying to teach me. And I'm glad he got to see me. And I'm so grateful for everything he's done for me to help me become the woman that I am today. But, you know, I, I think about being here for my family and making the most of every moment and feeling good and energized and moving my body, not just because I want my physical appearance to be a certain way, but because, you know, I want to alleviate stress. I understand the benefits of exercise. I have a reference for how it makes me feel. So that's my motivation, not necessarily to fit a certain gene size or to look a certain way during vacation, but it's because I truly understand the benefits of living a healthy lifestyle. So I hope that you find that connection, something that is attached to your soul, that is gonna keep you motivated in those moments where you feel uninspired. Remember, everyone is given the seed to achieve but your intentions determine the way that seed grows. The last thing that I want to point out and keep in mind, this list is not all inclusive. These are just three that I decided to pull in terms of reasons why it's hard to keep weight off is that you stress eat. You get aggressive and you lose all of this weight. You suppress your feelings. You don't address those things that are happening internally that are causing you to run to food for comfort. And then when you achieve your weight loss goal and you find yourself overwhelmed with stress or any emotional challenges, you know, it's like, mm, come on, chocolate chip cookies, make me feel better. Keep in mind, a sustainable, healthy lifestyle goes well beyond diet and exercise. And to keep the weight off, you will need to address what's weighing you down emotionally. So if certain feelings trigger you to turn to food as a solution, you should consider talking to a therapist to address the root of the issue. And that's why, you know, I wanted to personally share how much going to a therapist has transformed me in the way that I think, in the way that I understand what's happening inside of my brain. So putting a bow on this conversation, and you know this podcast is all about actionable insights. Three reasons why keeping weight off is so hard. Number one, you revert back to old ways. So what is a solution? Pace yourself and gradually introduce change over time. Number two, you lost weight for the wrong reasons. Solution. Try to focus on the long-term benefits of getting in shape as your motivation. And number three, you stress eat. Try to examine the root of your feelings and consider talking to a professional to gain a better understanding of how to deal with it moving forward. Now, if you have something profound or insightful or even practical to add to this list that has helped you, I encourage you to join the conversation on Instagram. You can find us at MBBpod. You can also shoot me a DM if you want to share anything that you've learned from this episode or if you have a question 
right? Because I do that every week. If I have a good one, I'm going to include it in the podcast. It's called Tell Me More. And this is your chance to submit your fitness related question for me to answer on this podcast. And this week's question comes from Lanice representing Dallas, Texas. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind, Body and Business podcast, Lanice. Now, Lanice says, Maria, I have been thin my entire life. And not only do I want to gain weight to have a more curvy appearance, my doctor is recommending that I add about 10 to 15 pounds. However, I just can't hold on to weight and I don't have much of an appetite. What should I do? Now, let me start by saying that you should talk to your doctor, making sure there are no underlying health conditions. I'm assuming that there aren't any underlying health conditions if your doctor recommended you gain an additional 10 pounds. So if they felt like you needed to gain weight, my assumption is that they've already determined that you're capable of doing so. So a few things. Number one, lift weights and avoid cardio. Cardio is going to give you a higher caloric burn. And it's going to be counterproductive if you're trying to gain weight. So lifting weights is helpful because lifting weights, if you have enough resistance, is going to break the muscle, which leads to the muscle growing. But there's another part of this. You have to make sure that you're eating enough. I recommend that you eat 300 additional calories per day than what your body needs. So if you need 1500 calories to maintain your current weight, try to boost your caloric intake up to 1800 calories. Now, when people think about weight gain, sometimes they go hard and like, well, I'm just going to eat extra food no matter what kind of food it is. But the key here is for you to gain healthy weight. And that should come in the form of muscle and boosting your body fat if your body fat percentage is low. Also, consider adding about one ounce of protein per pound of body weight. So say you weigh 110 pounds right now. I want you to try to add 110 grams of protein. That means you having protein with every meal and also including it in some of your snacks. So great snack protein sources, uh, yogurt, which is really great because it has probiotics, which are good for gut health. You can make your own protein shake uh, and drink that in between meals. There's very good protein bars, a lot on the market that don't have any artificial ingredients, all ingredients that you can pronounce. You can do boiled egg whites with cheese if you are okay with dairy. So uh, it may require you to do some research, but try to get in one ounce of protein per pound of body weight. And the last thing I want you to consider is making sure that you are resting. The muscle grows when we rest, not when we're actually exercising. So getting at least eight hours of sleep, and I know that sounds like a lot for grown folks, but we really should be sleeping eight hours a night. And that is going to be critical for you to hold on to the weight because your body is going to be repairing and the muscle fusing together and growing and getting bigger while you sleep. So a lot of times people can't hold on to weight because they're not getting enough rest and giving the body the opportunity to heal and allowing that muscle growth to happen without any interruption. So hopefully uh, one or all three of those things help you out. Uh, Just stay consistent and I'm certain that you will see results. And if you are consistent for four to eight weeks and you're not seeing results, definitely go back to your doctor and let them know what's going on. Thanks again for that question, Lanice. Of course, you can submit your question for the podcast by DMing me on Instagram at MBBpod, and I'll be happy to include your question in the next episode. Well, that said, that is a wrap 
Another one in the bag. Hey, make sure you follow and share this podcast with your friends and fam. I would also greatly appreciate a rating or review if you haven't done so already. Remember, new episodes drop every Wednesday night. Plus, you can stay connected with the Mind, Body, and Business podcast at MBB Pod on Instagram and Facebook. As always, I enjoyed this time with you. Truly appreciate your ear and look forward to another empowering conversation on the next episode. Take care.